Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Welcome to Q&A. We're so glad that you have joined us for this part of the end of the service. And this is your opportunity to text in questions that you might have circulating in your mind or your heart from the sermon this morning. And we often say, if you're wondering that, likely someone else is too. So we would encourage you to text in. The number's on the bottom of the screen. And Doug will be happy to answer it for you this yes, morning. Yes, I will. Yeah, maybe we apologize uh, if you were watching live stream. You said maybe we had some problems. Sorry about that. I think we got them fixed. Yes. So sorry, okay. the beginning started a little later uh, than anticipated. So I appreciate your patience yeah. on that. And don't give up on us. Don't give up. <laughs> and don't worry, it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Were you worried about it? <laughs> Great topic. Uh, very real topic, I should oh, yeah. say. Very, very real you're topic. Not a, you're not a zero or a one? On no. I'm yeah. the double-handed. Yes, that's what <laughs> yeah. that's me. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't make fun of that. I I wish I was a zero or one. I wish right. I would go. Hmm, I really don't. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, I do uh, try to practice. Um, I shouldn't say. It. Yeah, I, I practice what I taught this morning in terms of the things that I think it is a constant battle. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and this is not an excuse. Some some things are patterns, sinful patterns are harder to break in some sure. people's life than others. And this is this has been this is one of those for me. You'd think, um, you know, years ago I remember when it finally hit me. This is irrational, and I'm a pretty rational person. Uh, some people think you have zero feelings, but actually <laughs> I do have feelings, but I'm pretty rational when it comes to decision making. But worry in my life is no doubt irrational, but still mm. present. And so I tell the things, but it's a, it is a constant battle for me to live in the truth of mm-hmm. I don't need to worry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So first question here this morning, uh, is do not worry a command or a suggestion? Is worrying a sin? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know people get upset about this, but he says, yeah, you don't need to worry. Don't do uh, – we'll, we'll look at this next week. Um, so, But as a preview, uh, when it says in Philippians chapter 4 – Verse 6, be anxious for nothing. That sounds like a command to me. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. See, I, I think I know what it's like to go, ah, do I want to call worry a, a sin? Well, yeah, we're not to worry. Do not worry. That's what Jesus repeatedly says. Paul picks up, don't worry. So, yeah, it's it's a sin because it is missing the mark of the glory of God. The glory of God is that in his power, in his wisdom, in his love, in his goodness, some of the things we'll talk about in, next week, in those things, there there is no need to worry. Perfect love casts out all fear, and we are loved perfectly. I don't love perfectly. That's why... Uh, um, I said what I said about 
It's more foolish, more silly for me to worry about the things in my life when I have a perfect Heavenly Father than Jackie to worry about the little stupid scenario I gave because I'm not a perfect husband. I'm an imperfect husband, but I have a perfect Heavenly Father, so no need to worry. So um, that might be a stumbling block for you, but yeah, I believe it is a command, and therefore when I worry uh, that I am falling short of the glory of God, which is what sin is, and I want to confess that worry, and I want to declare that I'm not living, I'm not walking in the Spirit when I'm worrying. Maybe that'll help you, uh, that if I'm not walking in the Spirit, then I'm walking in the flesh. We learned about that from Galatians 5 rec- mm-hmm. recently. So if I'm not walking in the Spirit, I am walking in the flesh. That means I am sinning, and therefore I'm not bearing forth the fruit of the Spirit of peace. Mm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Anything else come to your mind? No. <laughs> I actually does yeah, okay. because when you, especially when you came back to when you're worrying, you're not walking in the spirit, and yeah. so there you're choosing to take on that role right. that's not ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, question uh, here: How do you respond to someone who uses verses like the passage from today and the one about God not giving us a spirit of fear in Second Timothy to justify their careless or unsafe behavior in their daily life? Well, um, yes, there is. This is not an excuse for careless behavior or lack of preparation. Um, now, let's. Uh, I, that is one hundred percent true. What I just said. It's also true that what one person may consider careless behavior, another person might mm-hmm. not consider careless behavior. So, uh, an. Some person may consider it careless behavior to drive over a bridge. And another person go, that's not careless behavior. There there are responsible actions to take in doing so, but it's not careless to drive over a bridge. So I would be careful. uh, And so I don't know the specific situation Mm -hmm. here. I'd just be in agreement these passages don't suggest I shouldn't take responsibility. That's why I, I made sure I said on the third point that if we have control, in other words, if there is something we can do, we should do it. But then when there's nothing else we can do, there's nothing else we can do. So when there's something to do, don't worry, do it. When there's nothing to do, don't worry, there's nothing to do. So... Um, here would be an example. One of our, we laugh about this a lot. One of our longtime commended missionaries, Tim Ullum, in Indonesia now. When he was in high school, I was a youth pastor and we were doing what we call beach blitz, and um, which was upperclassmen go away with the new freshmen to welcome into the high school group. And I would always have some upperclassmen. Uh, at dinner, after dinner that night, kind of share their experience of how they've grown in the Lord and how they have maximized the gift of youth group in their spiritual walk. And so Tim was an upperclassman, and he was supposed to share that night. And I said to him, we were out in the ocean, hey, what are you planning to say tonight? I'd li- I want to hear. And he says, uh, I haven't planned. I'm just going to trust the Holy Spirit to lead me. <laughs> well... Um, that didn't fly. I was like, I am too trusting the Holy Spirit will lead you. Mm. 
And I think it'd be better if he led you this afternoon. <laughs> now, right now, while you have time to think about it, if you don't have, if you didn't have any time, then you're gonna have to trust the Holy Spirit to lead you. But you have time, and He should lead you this afternoon, <laughs> as opposed to you saying, "No, I'm just gonna be irresponsible, not plan." Imagine if I said, "No, I want all of my sermons to be spirit-led," so I never prepared at all. I just opened up the Bible this morning to Matthew 6 and just let the Spirit lead me. Uh, you go, you should prepare, right? Be very stressful for my role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be irresponsible. But here's the, here, here's the reality of how I think it practically. I just share about my own life. There is... I allot a certain number of hours each week to the preparing for the teaching that happens first on Thursday night and then again on Sunday. A sermon is, I mean, when when is it? Is it's never going to be perfect? So I could always keep working on it. But I have other responsibilities, not only at the church here, I have responsibilities to go home to. I, I wear the hat of pastor, but I also wear the hat of husband, and I wear the hat of father, and I wear the hat of grandfather, and I wear the hat of son, and I wear the hat of brother, and I wear the hat of neighbor. So if all I did was to say, oh, I only wear the hat of sermonator, <laughs> sermonator, sermonator. <laughs> then... Uh, I would be irresponsible for other things. So I set an amount of time, and then I go, Lord, I've been as disciplined and faithful as I could with the amount of time that I give to sermon prep. And so I'm going, I've am i done my part. I'm not going to worry about Thursday night. I might worry about Sunday. I'm going to trust that as I've done my part, you will do your part. So uh, you apply that to your life, a guy can say, a sales guy can go, well, when do I ever go home? Hmm. Well, you go home when you go, I have more responsibility in my life than selling. Because you probably wear a husband hat or a father hat as well, and a neighbor hat and a friend hat and a son hat or brother, many of the hats. And so you go, I have other responsibilities. So I'm going to be faithful with the amount of time that I can allot to that responsibility. And then I'm going to give my other minutes to that responsibility. And I'm not going to worry about this because I've, I've done as much as I can do. And I'm going to trust the Lord with what I can't do. So, uh, don't be careless, but don't go too far the other way and try to take control of things that you have no control over. Hmm. What would you say about those who use these verses for like reckless behavior? So, I don't have to worry about it. It's not something I have to worry. I'm just going to go do whatever I want to do in life, regardless of the consequences. Yeah, I guess I just put reckless, I put reckless behavior uh, in the same category mm. of careless behavior. It's just sure. with a different thing in my life. Mm. Recklessness Depending may be according situation. to my health and carelessness may mm -hmm. have been with my finances. I think the principles Apply are the same. same there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus, no, I shouldn't say obviously, uh, Jesus was tempted by the devil to 
jump off the top of the temple and trust that God would save him. And he said, don't put the Lord God to a test. So there was no room for recklessness uh, in testing the Lord. Uh, you had mentioned this, I think, in this response, um, and as well as some in the service, but the question directly about, is planning for the future the same as worrying about it? So thinking about you know, retirement, yes. things like that. Yeah, um, something that I've tried to tell myself and to live in this biblical tension as it comes to savings, because again, we'll look at finances in a couple weeks because worry and finances are tied together in the teaching of Jesus and contentment, which will be three weeks because all these things tie together, worry, finances, contentment, and are part of us maturing. So uh, the question uh, was, how do I apply these things to being responsible in saving for retirement? Uh, I realize when I listen to what everybody says I need to have saved for retirement in terms of cost of living and this whole uh, health care requirements of the future, I will never, ever be able to save enough. And I also realize I can try to save too much. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I just don't have the capacity to go, every question mark out there, I can take off the table because I'll have enough money to pay for every question mark of the future. I could never save that much. But I can try to save too much in the sense that I can try to save to the point where I don't need the Lord. I don't need to trust the Lord. I don't need to depend upon the Lord because... Look at my portfolio. So uh, I want to see excess in my life as an opportunity to save responsibly and share generously. And I know the propensity of my heart is to save generously and share responsibly. Mm, To mix it, to flip it. But the scripture assigns generosity to sharing and responsibility to saving. So I try to right-size that in my own life by going, what is responsible for for saving for the future? Understanding, and this is when it's good that my kids are listening, understanding that part of the future provision for Jackie and I may be our kids. First hmm. Timothy chapter 5. And that's a that's a that's a great gift that Jackie and I were able to do for her mom after her dad died. That was a great gift that we could help provide for her as her parents had provided for her when she was young. So I recognize I'm going to seek to save responsibility, but I'm not going to try to erase every question mark of the future. That would be saving too much because that is rooted in a, I don't want to be in a place of need or dependence. Hmm. And that's where we're called to live, in a place of dependence upon the Lord. Mm-hmm. In all situations. Yeah. Uh, Does that answer the question? You yeah. Think? yeah I, okay. I think it does. As far as yes, thinking future, it's very easy to want to prepare for every single scenario and have every box checked. Right. But that's just not 
Always possible. Yeah. And, and people are going to save different amounts. Sure. Absolutely. They're going to have the capacity to save different amounts. Mm-hmm. And there's not an exact amount. I think I should save according to the way the Lord has provided for me. I should always seek to spend wisely, save responsibly, and share generously. That's the mm-hmm. biblical uh, model that we're seeking to live out. Mm-hmm. And as we're uh, wrapping up here this morning, is there any one of those four points or anything that you wanted to come back to as a final reminder on worry this morning? We're going to come back to next week the point number two. So mm-hmm. I want—I won't go there. We'll come back. I hope you listen and join us next week. Uh, Number one, though, I think is the hardest one to get over. The last two are more common sense, uh, it's truth that Jesus brings, but this whole idea that I have put the wrong price tags on the things of life. I've overpriced the physical things and underpriced the spiritual things, which is why I have great concern uh, even into worry about physical things, and oftentimes I'm not concerned enough about the spiritual things, Mm -hmm. and I'm not concerned because of the way I have priced them because we worry about the things we value. That was a great example with the sunglasses. That would really help. Worked for me. It worked. (laughs) Totally worked. It was a good example. Well, thank you so much for your questions this morning. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.